Wow. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Depending on where you're watching us from, good afternoon, good evening. And um, it's so great to have you join us. Leadership Talk with Adegoke, the 43rd edition. Um, I'm so excited tonight uh, to have with me Petrina, Petrina Onoha, Wets Onoha. Uh, she's going to be adding so much value, value uh, today on Leadership Talk with Adegoke. And we're going to be looking at the topic, leadership and time. Time is the greatest innovator. Everything flows around time. And God is the inventor and the creator of time. Um, so we want to look at the, the relationship between time and leadership, the importance of time. And so Patrina is going to be dropping so much in terms of nuggets this, um, on this special day. Patrina, how are you doing? Trust you well. Excellently. And you know, I have one of those names that sometimes I have to hold people's hands for no problem because you are my brother. You are yeah. my collab collabo king. I love working <laughs> with you. Um yeah. it's my mother put an extra syllable in, in my name, so it's Patrinia. 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 Yes. <laughs> so happy wow. to be here. It's always an opportunity. Wonderful opportunity to connect with you. Wow, amazing, amazing. Um, so tell us, um, who is Patronia? <laughs> <laughs> well, while I'm telling you who I am, I want you to, to just kind of meditate for a moment about what would you do if you had one more hour per day? What would you do if you had one more day in a week? Just think about that when we think about time. And, and now I'll tell you who I am. My name is Petrinia Ortonaha. And at this time in my life, I'm describing myself as an impact person. In fact, that's my really goal and focus in my gratitude board for 2021 is to identify areas where I can make impact and walk boldly, even if fearful, into it. Uh, I am principal for Petrinia Speaks, which is a brand under the Resilience Life Resources, of which I'm okay. the um, chief of. And I coach, I speak, I train. In my last life, I've done a couple other things, so I can talk a little more about that as we go. But I have, um, my life is a testimony of reinvention, relocation, wow. uh, reuniting. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now, um, I, I know we, we're both on the John Maxwell team. I just wanted to speak to uh, your experience of being on, on the platform of the John Maxwell team and what he, what he has done before we go into, because that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's the source <laughs> of Yes, yes, yes. When you, talk about, when you talk about source, you know, um, you can always look at a plant and get a sense of what type of soil it's been standing in, what type of soil it's been growing in. Yeah. And 
you you can always tell where the plant has been nourished and received even the manure sometimes you know it may smell just like getting feedback that you may not like right or or yeah. getting a nudge to say you know you didn't get that right let's grow in that area so what i what i like to akin our john maxwell community in nigeria to is just being very fertile soil for building leaders and building people who have come with a great intent and need a path, uh, uh, like a conduit for expression. Like yeah. I love that when I get with other John Maxwell um, team members, we speak a common language. We all know about leadership. We all know about influence and, and we just flow together. I mean, and there's so much power in a connected flow. You know, when you use three to five of your strengths in yeah. an area that you're interested in, you get into a state called flow. It's a technical phrase called flow. And I teach this in my in my mojo flow framework. But at the Whoa. end of the day, what you want to be is in a space where it doesn't feel like work. When you're Whoa. on the platform and hearing about people's challenges, you're hearing about their wins, you're hearing about their learnings and their experiences, all it could ever do for you was make you know that you can do more. Make awesome. you know that, yes, yes, that there is a voice that God has given you. And if you don't use it, well, as as as, it's as up we to always you. Say, yeah, it's up <laughs> to you, but we don't we don't want you to die empty. We don't want you to die full. We want wow. you to empty everything out. So John Maxwell gives that platform to do that. So it's really wow. nice. Yes, fertile soil. Wow. Wonderful to see you, Yemi. It is very fertile soil. And yes, yeah. we flow. You know, when you're in flow, your your um brain is able to process it four times the capability <laughs> of using your normal space. That's when work doesn't feel like work. And that's what happens when we all get together. We worked on Elevate Africa together. You know, we've done projects together where people come in and, and it's just all in love. So yes, it's a wonderful, wonderful space. Wow, wow, amazing, amazing. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming on this platform, Leadership Talk with Adegoki. Um, now, I just want to find out, um, you know, what do you know about leadership? What's what's yeah okay, um, what do I know about leadership? One, I know that in order to lead others, you need yeah. to first lead yourself. Yeah. In that first leading yourself, you need to be grounded in your values, get a clear understanding of your purpose, and let yourself be willing to grow and stretch and test and grow and stretch. And that's how you build the capacity to first lead yourself. Then I, I heard a joke early in my career that says that if you're leading and you turn around and no one's following you, then you're actually just taking a walk. Hmm. So leadership is actually all about influence and persuasion and connection. It's all of those elements wrapped up. In fact, when, when you think about um, leadership, you, you want to say, you know, I is for integrity. N is for nurturing. F, F is for faith and encouragement and, and, and molding people. L is using these two, listening, right? U is being able to understand. E is hmm. enlarging, providing the opportunity to enlarge, right? N is navigating, understanding the waters, right? Because anybody can really sell this ship, but it takes leadership to, de to define where you're going to end up. 
Wow. Um, C is about, you know, just showing courage. E is empowering. And R is the ability to reproduce. So that leadership is all about influencing. It's not about position at all. If you're given a position and you believe that that's the source of your influence and power, then you're really in, in, for, in for change. I, yeah. in my last paid employment, um, I had a role where um, in the beginning, and I noticed that a lot of the rights and privileges came from that role. Hmm. When I moved from that role, I lost my parking space. I lost, you know, so there were many things that came with it. So you need to be able to understand that your leadership and ability to influence is not a function of title. Title is a nice to have. But what, what I really saw in that position, even as I moved out, my influence came when people who I used to work with would still discretionarily do things for me, still wow. connect me in the space. And that's what let me know that I was a real leader. But even when the the, the things around the position peel away. Wow. Amazing. Well, if you're just joining us, um, this is Leadership Talk with Adigoke, the 43rd edition. And tonight we're looking at leadership and time. And with me tonight uh, is an amazing lady. Uh, she has so much depth in terms of experience regarding leadership. Uh, Patrina Wetz Onoha. Patrinia. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get into leadership? How did you get into leadership, Patrina? Um, well, I would say for me, it started probably within my household. Um, I was born in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Yay, go NC State, Tar Heels, <laughs> all of that. So I'm originally from North Carolina and um, I'm the youngest in my family, but my mother passed away when I was 13. So I had to kind of grow into being the woman of the house, which is my father and I. So um, I definitely learned some things about if it was going to be, was up to me right at that time. Wow. Um, needing to take care of things that my older siblings who were out of the house, you know, writing the bills, send them, you know, paying things off. You know, if it was to be, it was up to me. That was very clear. But then I began to notice that in my music and in the things that I was doing at, at school, I was often looked to for what do you think? How should we approach yeah. this? Yeah, and I began to to see that I was um, my in, my extroverted and being able to process and getting people started truly was a gift that I had. Mm. And then um, my mother really worked with me quite a bit on uh, self regulation is really important as a leader to begin start something and end. But the biggest percentage of people in the world start and don't finish. Wow. That's really what people said. So wow. getting people in the right direction and keeping them motivated to finish, I found was one, one of my one of my giftings. So um, I eventually went into um, I did a lot in the arts in college. I had a lot of leadership roles at the age of 19. I had a twenty three thousand dollar budget. I was responsible for at North Carolina wow. State. Amazing. Yeah, department. So, you know, um, being trusted and having that support that guided me. So the rules and guidelines were clear, but having someone that invested in me showed me that's what leaders do. So you reproduce. Wow. So um, that's what happened even in my undergrad experience. And my first degree was engineering. So I went into a manufacturing environment where I was the grunt engineer. And I, yeah. I got to realize that 
even in that role, I needed to have personal leadership, show up on mm -hmm. time, um, deliver my projects when I say I'm going to deliver it, keep my promise, um, be have high integrity on you know, setting standards. So even in my role, I needed to lead myself. And you wow. need to lead yourself before you get the opportunity. Lead to lead others, others. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just just as my career grew, I saw where it's something informal leaders versus formal leaders. And when you see opportunities and that's the big part about time, because it's just like jumping rope. Right. When the rope is yeah. jumping double dutch, you got to get the rhythm and rhythm is all about time, time yeah. and rhythm. And you got to know when it's the right time to jump in so the rope won't hit you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you won't trip. Yeah. Yes, that's a big part of the leadership. So one of my biggest opportunities came and I was the informal leader and evolved into being the leader of the team. Wow. Um, and in engineering, we were needing to um, double production. I worked at Harley Davidson, so we needed a double production. But on that team, I began to be the person that was set the direction. And and I didn't always have the answer. Well but I well I could hear everybody sing and bring it together. So those are some some of the things that that wow. um, kind of amazing journey. Amazing. And, amazing. and let me and, and let me just I'll add one big thing. My father was a pastor. Wow. Okay. And I Good. Sit at his feet and observe pastoring a church, leading people, leading faith. You know, how do you feel the bank account? How do you feel the pews? How do you feel with spirit? All of those things. Talk wow. about yes, multiple, multiple key deliverables. Um so you're and a I pastor spirit? yes, I am. Wow, wow, amazing. Now listen, uh, I just wanted to, to tell us um what's what's the importance of time when it comes to leadership? Okay, okay. Well, I'll go biblical with you first and, and just look at Moses. Okay. Right? Moses got to, you know, um, what, use what he had in his hand, right? Probably when he looked at his hand, he didn't realize that his staff was so um, powerful. It just looked like a stick. So one of the first things you have to do as a leader is to understand that what you have and what you're carrying may manifest in different ways in time. So mind it well and don't think it's small that you just have a staff because that staff can turn into a snake when the time requires it and it can part the red sea when the time requires it but one of the big things that moses was able to see is how 40 years were wasted wow wandering in the desert so so many projects people's lives organizations you get caught up in the inaction, perhaps. You know, some people say they have uh, 20 years of experience and when you really drill, they have 20 years of the same one year experience repeated because wow. there is no growth. So the importance of leadership and time is to be able to sense when time is being wasted. Wow. Number two, being clear about the budget. What's the budget of time? Um, I have one one of my mentors who, who really had to teach me that 80 percent was good enough because the time required to do the last 20 percent usually wasn't even value added. It was going to take more time than maybe the first 80 did. So okay. being able to focus and understand and prioritize because time is the only resource that you cannot get again. 
It's time what life is made of, right? When 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 I when I ask the question of what would you do if you had one more hour a day, what are the things that you would do? So wow. but but the truth of it is most of us, if you use a tool called a time audit, and in John Maxwell, we have something called the 15-minute miracle that really helps you to uncover how are you spending your time? Then we ask questions around how does it align with the values that you have? You know, okay. a long time ago when we used checkbooks, people used to say that the way I can tell what you truly value, right? Most of us have espoused values, but the actual lived values would show up yeah. in how in what our checkbook. Where do we spend the most money would show what we value. So yeah. just like time, where we spend the most time shows what we value. So the first step in having a, a good path in leadership and time is laying out what matters most, my wow. value. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I, I just, um, you know, I, I just, I, I just get fascinated by time. Um, you know, for me, um, when I have a meeting, I usually arrive on time or before time. I'm never late. Okay. You know, uh, you know mm -hmm. it's, it's a privilege, you know, and mm -hmm. it's something I learned from my dad. Um, he was always on time. Um, he valued time and he packed so much, even with it into time. I see some uh, people uh, just being very careless with time. Uh, they make excuses for being late they talk about the weather, they talk about uh, delays and all that. I, I, I just want you to speak to it. Uh, how can a leader, you know, utilize time effectively? <laughs> well, I think um, one of the first things you have to do is, like I said, establish what do you value? Then the next thing is to, is to identify what are my objectives? You know, so this is around purpose, my why. And in your, between your values and your purpose, you then have strategies that basically say, what's the action plan of the things we need to do? And if you're smart and valuing of time, then you'll make it, you'll make it smart. So specific, measurable, you know, so when you say that you arrive on time, I would ask you, how do you measure on time? And I'm glad mm. that you went on to say before. So when we are leaders who are vague in requirements, get vague results. Hmm. Wow. Can you, say that again? Can you say that again? Leaders who give vague requirements get vague results. So the understanding the values, for example, if I say to someone, be on time, and my definition of being on time is being five minutes early, and their definition is, uh, uh, it's Africa. I'll be there 10 minutes after because we won't start until 10 minutes after. <laughs> no, what, but why, why are you saying Africa? Is it African time or <laughs> does it mean we have a unique, you know, uh, interpretation of time? Well, um, I, don't, I don't think that point is widely argued. I think it's an opportunity for us to do better and set standards yeah. and yeah. be very clear because, and, and that's very much the point because so many people are walking in the space of, of 10 minutes late, 10 minutes late in starting is mm -hmm. really on time. Oh, yeah. we could have been an hour late because that's how we do it here. But the way people manage time allows you to see 
how they value life and how That's they right. value opportunity. And I'll yeah. give you case, case in point because I, I, I value process and people. So hmm. I had to grow into respecting time. I really did. So talk about African time. I would be enjoying relating with people and I will lose track of time. So number one, number two, as a leader, I always have someone on my team who is more time conscious than me because wow. I'll get deep engaging with a client and I do need someone. And, and it's just self-awareness for me. People are self-aware and then they don't do anything about it. So what I do is I have someone when I'm doing a speech, I have someone that's holding up the sign because my passion comes through. But that's that's no excuse. So once you understand yourself, it's important that 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 you yeah. put a control in place. And I would say number three for me, I had an opportunity when I was working at Shell. I was at Shell for 13 years and I yeah. love the way they invested in my leadership development and my leadership wow. journey. So I was partnered with a gentleman who's German. And I was in Europe who we working on projects together and breaking out and everything. And guess what he told me? What? He said that when a person shows up late for a meeting, he takes it that they don't respect him. They don't respect time. And he's not someone, not a person that he would be interested in working with. Wow. I, I believe so. You know, not someone he can trust. Exactly. So all of those things. And it's amazing because it's just one data point. But look all that I layered out. That's what he reads from not managing and respecting time. He now draws all of these character conclusions about you. So that's number four. Wow. wow. That the way you manage time gives people an indication of how you'll manage resources. Wow. Gives you an indication of how you'll manage, you know, whether it's on uh, risk. Relationships. Relationships. You may be sloppy in your work if you're, you know, so. German know that the, their culture is one of precision. So I think that's a very positive thing to, to take on is what happens if we're precise? What hmm. happens if things really start on time? Is it possible that if we start and stop on time that we might be able to accomplish more? So number yeah. five, it's all about efficiency. One wow. of the things um, when I first came to Nigeria that um, disappointed me we pulled up to an entrance and i was expecting there would be an automatic gate you know just automatic and we would drive through now this is 1995 no one had prepared me i just was expecting and i couldn't believe that there were like five or six men at that gate holding the gate to open it and and it was a delay in them opening it but you know and i was like why do we need all of this human resource to do a task that could be automated or at least one or two people on it. So that inefficiency, when you see inefficient use of manpower that way, the inference is, so if you can't manage people, how can I uh, trust you with money? How can wow. I trust you with project delivery on times? How can I trust you to follow with integrity, you know, and, and, and not be compromised? Wow. All wow. of those differences come. And I mean, as as a assembly line engineer, one twenty-seventh of a second was how deeply I measured time. Hmm. And so 
if we were off, you know, in how you build the motorcycle, that would really make a difference at the end of the day. One minute of downtime was valued at $10,000 that we wow. lost. We'd never be able to get it back. Wow. So the way that we treated time in that assembly line environment where everybody had been sold two years in advance. So time was, we were very, very conscious of time. Wow. One minute of downtime is, is counting down and you can look up and see the clock to troubleshoot. So number six is putting value on your time. Hmm. On the first day that you walked into that work environment, everyone and everyone knew it. So that's the other thing that leaders do is we need to communicate what those values are in terms of time. So we knew that one minute of downtime was worth $10,000. So you need to make sure that you did not cost the downtime. And if there was any downtime that you had a way to um, mitigate the situation, contain yeah. it, get that line running again. You know, it, you ever see, you, I'm trying to remember that exact commercial that talks about, um, you know, a, a second isn't important unless you are a, you know, a newborn baby that's on a, a, a neonatal, you know, the breath. Hmm. That one second is very important. That five minutes matters if you just, you know, was in a car accident when somebody turned, you know. Yeah. So yeah. begin to look at your perception of time. Even this, even this weekend, I was in the gym with my husband and we were working on the elliptical bike. And I said, God, this is the longest 20 minutes in the world because I was really trying to kill it, trying to kill it. And it's all about perception, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. 20, minutes, yeah. 20 minutes on social media flies by. But 20 but minutes, minutes on the treadmill, it's it's like forever. <laughs> yeah, but 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 what it does is it really made me think about how do people miss their goals? Hmm. People miss their goals because they are distracted. Hmm. And and doing nothing is isn't the opposite of distraction. The opposite of distraction is traction. Because traction is yeah. you're trying to go somewhere, right? Hmm. You're trying to yeah. go somewhere. And we often um, get in that distracted because what? We've got a big hard thing that we need to do that's linked to the long-term goal, lifts our values, lives out our purpose. But God yeah. is hard. So it's like that treadmill, the elliptical bike, that 20 minutes on, on that exercise. Sometimes we wanna avoid that and we wanna go for the fun. Social media, social media, you know, it gives you that. It takes care of your primitive brains yeah. Need to to, to distraction locks you up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but it's instant gratification versus long long term gratification. I just want to share something with you that there is a study, and this is all about time. They did a study in the seventies of children. Um, you know, marshmallows. Yeah. Very sweet. I yes. mean, it's like yes. pouring sugar down your throat. But children yeah. love it, right? So. They did an experiment and um, set children down at a table and gave each one of them one marshmallow. And they told them that if they could wait 15 more minutes without eating the marshmallow, that they would get a second marshmallow. Wow. So you can see that this is a model for short-term gratification versus sacrificing a little bit and getting a bigger payout. Yeah. Well, what they found is, um, I think it was about 40% of, of the kids yeah. waited to get the second marshmallow and when they went back and studied 20 years later 
those 40%, those people who had the self-regulation to be able to postpone, because it's called delayed discounting. When you yeah. can't wait and you gotta have it now, 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 you're you're yeah. not and you're you're not good at uh, delayed discounting. But those those kids that did the best by waiting on the second marshmallow, they yeah. ended up um, holding more offices. They went further in their careers. They wow. had higher scholastic achievements. They had higher and stronger marital and connections in life. They had. Um, on every scale and every dimension, they were doing much better than the people who were sucked into that short-term gratification and um, reward. And I, when I zoom out and I look at that, isn't that how so many of us miss our targets? We're doing what feels good. You know, there's an expression that says, eat the frog. That yeah. was one of the things that you that takes you away from procrastination is eat the frog, do the hard thing first, do what you yeah. should do before you do what yeah. you want to do. So yeah. all of it sounds great, but how do we stay and get into that mode? Because Let's often we, we we have something that's that's telling us to go for that easy thing, go for the sweet thing, avoid that hard thing. I even have something I call procrastination popcorn. I love alliteration because wow. it helps wow. you to remember. Amazing, I, amazing, amazing. Yes, I began to observe about myself that that was a habit. When it was wow. something that I was avoiding, wow. I, would, I would go to the popcorn. And it was like, wait a minute. So I'm proud to say I went 10 weeks without popcorn because wow. I needed to manage. So that's another thing. So I'm on like seven, I think now, that leaders do in terms of time is that they identify areas where they need to improve in order to show up in a better way because first we must lead ourselves before others will follow us and we need to have the humility as leaders to yeah. to be able to say i'm not getting that part right i can't expect of you better than what i'm doing with myself and and that's also a cultural thing because there there are some leaders that you can't tell that they've done anything wrong you know they, you know they it's the God Godmanship, I think, is, is the word I like to use. But none of us are gods. We're all humans. So and on our leadership journey, we need to be very open to feedback. We need to be able to be self-reflective. You know, um, one of the principles that we always um, remind ourselves of is that experience is not the best teacher. Because if experience was the best teacher, we wouldn't continue to make the same mistakes evaluated experience is truly the best teacher wow, because amazing. Yes, amazing. evaluated experience wow. because that's when you zoom out get perspective and say what are the you know what's really at play here where could i have done this better where where did my team miss it did i call out the wrong place am i leading them in the wrong direction um and then maybe number eight for me is going to be that a leader in terms of time needs to be able to spot opportunities, mm. spot opportunities for teachable moments. Is now the right time to pull Gokay to the side and say, you know, when you were doing this task, I noticed that you this may have been happening. Maybe if you lean this way a little differently, you know, that you'll get a different result. So spotting the teachable moments spotting when an organization is ready for breakthrough so you know when to come in and actually provide just what is needed. When it's time for you to zoom out and have the perspective of seeing seasons and cycles, 
and being able to not spend so much time on the past, but just use the past to be able to spot a cycle, tell stories of the future and not just stories of the past. I just want to jump in, you know, because you're sharing massive, massive nuggets tonight. Uh, For those who have just joined us, uh, this is Leadership Talk with Adegoke, and we're looking at leadership and time, leadership and time. With me tonight is Patrini, Patrinia uh, Wets uh, Onoha. And as uh, an amazing lady, she's uh, adding so much value. Uh, if you are enjoying the session, just say, uh, you know, thank you to Patrinia for uh, adding so much value. Just say thank you in, in the comments, uh, the chats. I just want to find out what's, what's the consequence of a leader not respecting time? Um, I just had a story, just an experience. I was I was at a community event and someone was sharing how they were new to an organization, but it was a big, big senior leader came in and was just pooping on everybody, basically calling them thieves. They were not good. They were not whatever. And one of one of what he learned from that lesson is the lesson that he learned from that experience was he almost left that job. He was less than six months on the job because as a leader, as a leader, you must be mindful of the right time and the right message and the right receivers. So when you misuse time and you come in and just poop on everyone, this guy hadn't even contributed anything negative to the organization yet, but you're making him feel bad because leaders carry weight. We don't recognize sometimes the platform that people put us on. We may... Hmm ourselves if, if, if we're not careful. So this is a misuse. If, if we don't recognize the weight that is attached to what we say, because that yeah. positional difference in leadership makes people see what we say as being the truth. Oh, she must know something we don't know. Oh, da, da, da. you know, so anything I say is going to have 10 to 100 times more weight than just a guy. Right. Right. So yeah. being able to time, know the right time, the right audience and the right message to one, maybe score your displeasure, but do it in a way that makes the path clear that you believe there's a possibility for improvement. It's just like in our children. I'm a mother of five. And one of the things that I learned is if I label the child as a bad child, I'm going to get a completely different result than if I label what you did. No, if I say what you did was bad, Versus yeah. you're a bad child. If I'm a bad child, what can I do about that? I'm stuck with that. So but, when but, you but the wrong attitude of the child, you speak to that that wrong attitude. True, true, true. So as a leader, if you're leading a team, what's 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 important is to be able to separate the behavior from the person, the performance from the person. Because if you can separate it, that means you can change it. Wow. So if I'm operating at level one now and we are talking about level one, if I say you're a level one person, that would mean, oh, well, that's all I'm ever going to be. But if I say you're operating at level one, this is how you get to level two. This is how you get to level three. Then there's hope. Yeah. Or I talk about nourish, um, nourishing, nur- nurturing and encouragement. Some people don't have faith in themselves. So as a leader, you've got to be able to time when is the right time to come down hard and when is the time to come down just hard enough. Because you you know the the goal is to make the person improve, yeah. 
Yes, yes. And 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 your question was um really was leadership and, and time, right? What what was your what, question? Because it was something the, else I wanted to ask and ask <laughs> the question was uh what, what's the consequence of a of a leader uh not you know valuing time? Okay, okay. So again, at this event I just went to, it was just pretty awesome. Um the leader of our of our housing association was sharing how we had all of these recreation so we we were launching a new recreation area in our state we have like 18 parks so we have you know um a tennis area this is more of a gazebo one we have some that have a pond but what he was explaining to us was the story behind it and how they were under threat and he seized an opportunity because he said that we needed to move in, take possession and show use so that they would, so the threat would go away. So a leader is able to spot the opportunity and not just wait for everything to be resolved. It's again, wow. knowing how to jump in, knowing how to jump into the jump rope so that you can make the difference. And that's again, all grounded in what are my values, what are my priorities and where is it I'm trying to go? Hmm. If, if you always have that clarity in front of you, that's why, you know, in, in my in my coaching um, in our more joy 360 program, which yeah. is cultivating more joy in all areas of your life, more joy living. We teach you how to get into flow. And one of the one of the highest things that are so important is getting clarity. A lot of people it, it, it said that you can play the soccer, play the football game, and run the ball all, all the way down the court, back and forth, and never score a goal. But <laughs> it's possible to live your life in action. Ants and bees are busy. Just efforts, no results. Yes, yeah. no results. So that's why you got to be clear on what is the goal. Hmm. So that when you're um, bringing the ball down the court. There's some strategies. There's some tactics. There's some skills. So you know what skills your team needs in order to score. And then you're measuring it. Okay, in first quarter, how many goals did we get? Um, do wells, do betters. That's how we use our time. Every hmm. meeting that I have, I close out, do wells, do betters. Because guess what? Making a mistake the first time, shame on me. But if I'm repeating the same mistakes without the opportunity for continuous improvement, I am wasting time. I'm wasting opportunity. I'm wasting wow. talent. So wow. that's one way that, you know, it's a control that I put in place. Do wells, do betters. Right? Now, Katrina, I mean, you just, you just, you're showing up massively tonight. Um, I have uh, quite a number of uh, John Maxwell colleagues, you know, uh, speaking, you know, they're just speaking to what you're saying. Um, JMC DNA, talk to yeah. us. Tolu uh who just got his PhD in, uh, you know, about two weeks ago, he lives in Florida. He's on the platform. He's saying, you know, leaders who give vague requirements receive vague results. Odemi, you know, Olai Wolin Joss is saying that, you know, he's enjoying every moment. I said that GMT fatal soul for building leaders. Now, what are the strategies, you know, if you have a team and, um, you know, they're not really time conscious. They don't value time. What can you do to raise the bar? <laughs> carrot or stick? <laughs> wow, carrot or stick? Okay, which one, is, which one do you want to take first? So um, I would say number one, just like I told you in my work environment, 
you need to establish the value of time. So because I knew that one minute was worth $10,000, the way I used my minutes mattered. So you need Is it to when you were in Harley Davidson. Yes, that's when I was when I was at Harley Davidson. But also when I was at Shell, I was negotiating commercial deals, and time will kill a deal every time. So you can't waste the time of of space between first offer, second offer, and dilly dally. That dilly dally will make you lose your deal. Someone else can swoop in, you know. So opportunities. So. You know, I would say first step is orientation, getting people to understand how what role does time play in the work that we do. Number one, mm -hmm. number two, then be clear on how what they do affects the outcome. So okay. once they understand what they do and how it relates with the team, how do we all play together? Then, can you explain that? Can you explain that? What they do, or uh -huh. how they do it, or when they do it. <laughs> okay, maybe maybe I can use an athletic analogy. Okay. okay. On a basketball team, the point guard is the ball handler. Yeah. So if there's a rebound coming, it's the um, center or the forward that pulls the ball down. Yeah. Then they immediately get it to the point guard because the, the people who can jump up and get the rebound generally are not good ball handlers. Yeah. Okay? If they try to handle the ball, it's going to get stolen as they go down court. So once they get the rebound, they immediately give it to the person who's good at handling the ball. That person okay. brings it down the court and protects the ball from being stolen and is setting up the plays so that getting yeah. everyone in position. They're looking yeah. over at the coach and the coach is telling them this is the play to set up and they get them into play. Then they pass the ball to the good shooter. So the person who's a shooter, centers usually are, are, are shooters, right? So um, they shoot it or they pass or they do um, alley-oop, you know, where you throw it in the air and somebody else. So all of that teamwork, if you don't practice, you won't play well. So wow. that's why as leaders, we need to do dry runs. We need to be clear on how my role affects you. Because if, if the point guard is in there trying to get a rebound, then when it comes time to take the ball down the court, who's going to do it? No one. The ball will be rolling around and then they'll, they'll lose possession. So that's how I think about it when I set up a team. So I'm now in a space of a coach. I've, I've retired from, you know, the whole paid employment experience, at least for now. Well and done. Well done. Coaching, yes, I, I did my 30 years in multiple continents and multiple industries. And um, I'm just thankful for the opportunity to serve. Congratulations. Yeah. So I'm working with a dream team. That means that I have to be very, very clear on my requirements and I need to articulate them. So being able to write a terms of reference, it's not job descriptions anymore because so often people are, you know, are on gig economy. You just need to have terms of reference to know what are the expectations? How will you be paid? So the carrot is if you achieve all of these, this is X that you'll get. If you miss any of these deliverables, X minus will be what you get. So wow. the carrot is the X, the Y is this. And oh, and if you exceed it, this is what additional success looks like. And this is how it will be rewarded. Hmm. Um, and you need to hand off to hand the ball off to th these people by day three. Patrina, will it be right for me to say you are a professor of time? Professor of time management. <laughs> I would say that I am still a work in progress. 
Wow. I'm still wow. work, work in progress. I surround myself with people who are excellent at it. One of the axes of my of the mojo archetype is productivity, which is results over time. Yeah. And where, where it comes is the reason that I can teach it is because I made a lot of the mistakes. Wow. Oftentimes, people who are very natural at something and they never stumbled through it, they can't teach it because they don't know the mechanics. It comes natural wow. to them. So I had to actually so you need to know the mechanics. Yes, but I but it's because you know I've I've messed I've messed some of it up, right? So I had to understand how do I okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say a statement. True or false? If you make your habits, your habits will make you. True or false? If you make your habits, your habits will make you. Is yeah. that true or it's is it true. false? True. So it's very true. So that's why you must mind your habits. You must know what habits are positive triggers and which habits are linked to negative triggers. So once you understand which ones are the negative triggers and ah, take them out of your life, reduce, remove that from the things that you do because you are aware of it now. And can you imagine that's how you get that hour back? Remember I was talking about what would you do if you got an extra hour? That's yeah. what you do. Now, the next thing that, that, that begins to happen is saying, of the thing that I want to achieve, of what I want my team to become, of what I want my business to become, what are the habits of the person or the entity that, that, that does what I want to be and, and is what I want to be? So you start looking at the habits. And, and John Maxwell talks about the rule of five, that if I yeah. want to cut down a tree, if I want to cut down a tree, if I hit it five times in the right spot every day, that boring, yeah. consistent persistence, you know, make routine things, you know, um, just a part of your life. And that's how that consistency, you'll get things done. So what's my point? If you link your habits to your goals and the outcome and identity that you're moving toward, I actually teach a class in this so we can get more detail, but linking habits because so habits, if you have 1% improvement every day, hmm. at the end of the year, you're going to have what? Three, 300 and some percent improvement. If you do yeah. a little bit every day, it's a compounding effect of improvement. So that's why it's very important to focus on the habit. Wow. So, and, and in building that habit, you've got to manage your environment. So if yeah. you want to um, eat, eat, healthy food you have a bowl on the on the table of fruit you don't have a bowl of plantain chips and whatever whatever <laughs> so your environment uh, and then have yeah. it stacking you know how do you link what it is you want to do so that's how you maximize the efficiency of your time and it keeps you from being distracted because get this i have another one for you that says at the point of action you want to eliminate decisions Welcome, your, your, friend, your, your friend is here, Abiola. You I know. see her. Thank you. Thank you. She's called me Mojo Queen. That's right. More joy. That's the only way to live, y'all. It's the only way yeah. to live. Yeah. It's very easy to, to, to live a miserable life. There's so many options available. <laughs> yeah. But actively choosing more joy, that's the way to go. All right. So once you are able to link your habits, set your environment, 
to bring the results that you want, that's how you begin to have transformation. And if really wow. when you're leading, it's, you're not a sitting committee. I hate people say sitting committee. Let's stand up as a team and get something done. And mm. truly, if you're trying to aim for transformation, you're going to want to build up the habits. And those habits then give evidence for who you are. Wow. Your habits give evidence for who you are. Imagine so your habits, your, your habits must be connected to your goals. Yes, yes, yes. So and if you have good, yeah, mm -hmm. if you have good habits, then you have results that are yes. great results. But if you yes. have bad habits, you have bad results. Exactly, exactly. And I really like to take it to the next level, okay, because um you can't just stop at outcomes. You just can't stop at goals. It must go to identity. And here's the example. If I'm trying to lose 10 kg and that's my goal, so my habit is around my nutrition and my habits around my exercise and water and sleep, right? Once I hit that 10 kg mark, I may stop. If my habits are just linked to the goal. Yeah. What you want to link your habits to is the identity. So losing the 10 kg is just an element of the identity of a healthy person. So if wow. I take the identity and those habits just continue. So once I hit that 10 kg, it's like, what else? It's just like, you know, in John Maxwell, we always say, don't set your mind toward goals, set your mind toward growth. And when you aim at growth, goals will be hit along the way. So wow. it's about identity shift. So those habits is how you spend your time, and that's how you get the shifts. Wow, wow, wow. If you're just joining us, I've been speaking with the Mojo Queen. Oh man, this is this is awesome. You know, the professor of time, uh, a leadership guru herself, Patronia. Patronia, you know, um Patronia is just is just I'm, I don't even want to say the adjective to use. You know, just run out of words. <laughs> well, you know, you know, you know we, we, we were playing with alliteration yesterday. So I want to say patient Petrinia, pleasant Petrinia, perky Petrinia. Wow. Got some power Petrinia. But, wow. you know, nothing and nowhere near perfect Petrinia. But I, I know. Tell you what, I know. I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm in process and I'm in progress Petrinia. No, that's the way it is. That's the way it is. You know, I, I love your humility. I mean, and that's that's the way it should be. You know, because uh, we're on a journey towards perfection. You know, we're, we're not we're not you know stagnant. We're, we're on the we're on a journey, and it's all about being a movement. You know, you showing up, and all our listeners all over the world that you know tuning in. Uh, for those who are going to be watching the replay, um, this lady right here, uh, Patrina, uh, she's, she's she's massive on knowledge. We've had collaborations, you know, on more than two occasions, and she just, you know, continues to shine and glow. Uh, she has massive, massive content, over three decades of experience, worked in Ali Davidson, worked in Shell, worked in uh, Philips Consulting. Yes, you know, yes, uh, yes, we just, your, your CV, your, your work precedes you, you know, so you're not just on okay. leadership talk with Adigo K2, to just, um, speak but you're here to drop a lot of nuggets now i just want to ask um so uh you talked about systems that you can build so that you know uh your time management you know people can be uh 
your friend Abiola said you're amazing. You're such an amazing person. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. honored. I'm honored. Abiola is one herself. I love what she's doing with relationships. No, no, that I'm lady, Abiola, Abiola is time conscious. She's a lady for the moment, the lady for she the is. season. You know, I celebrate her as well. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, I just, I believe we have a community in uh, the John yes. Maxwell, you know, community, massive yes. people, uh, you know, yeah, she's saying that you sh she showed up during the lockdown and she set me on the part of public speaking, yeah, that you set her on the part of, you know, so you can see that your testimony is so rich and, you know, so powerful. Odemi, um, you know, Olai Wale is also on the platform, um, you know, from Joss, um, it's from Florida. So, you know, we have, you know, and that's what, that's the, that's what we're talking about. We're, we're seizing the moment. We're, we're connecting because a time like this is so precious. You know, we need to celebrate ourselves and we need to show up and encourage one another. Uh, you know, the, the time rewards those who are also prepared for time, you know, and that's what is happening because this is your time. The Bible says that the sons of Issachar, they had an understanding of the time. They were not careless. They, they, they locked into the time. They, they were in alignment. So Patrina is an, in alignment with her purpose. She's just showing up the mojo queen. I celebrate you. Now, I just want to ask a question because um, because of time, we can't really, I wish we could do this for two hours, you know, but <laughs> we have, and, and we want to make sure that we respect time. Um, I just want to find out um, now how can the culture of time, you know, proper time management be ingrained in an organization? Okay. Um, setting the value on the time. Okay. Um, it's like setting boundaries, right? So All in right. setting boundaries, you want to make it very clear what you can and cannot do and set a consequence and a reward for the behavior. And you need to be very clear that once someone performs in a way that earns the consequence, that that consequence is doled out and is explained the why. So you want to take away anybody. Feel, you know, I always say in the absence of the truth, people will make up their own. So provide wow. a truth that aligns yes aligns to the value that you've established on the time and that's how that's how how you do um so that's the consequence and that's the stick but on the reward side people who deliver their deliverables on time and people who deliver their deliverables early and they sit on the three on, on the seat of quality cost and timing mm. that's how that's how you grow strong project managers and what you need to do is reward promote expose provide opportunities for those people to grow even further. That's how wow. you build wow. a culture around the time and, and show its show its importance. Um, awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, who are your mentors? You know, we, we're getting to a close now. Who are your mentors, your mentors? <sighs> um, I would say I have some mentors that I know and I have some mentors that I've studied from afar. So John right. Maxwell definitely is a mentor to all of us. We we have definitely drank the Kool-Aid and, and, and we definitely right. get where he's coming from. And yeah. ironically, him 
coming from a, a pastor experience really resonated with me. Like I said, watching my father. Second would be my father. My father showed me how he could come into broken down situations and keep people encouraged and provide opportunities. If there was just a little stint of light, my father would put a mirror on it and magnify wow. it amplify wow. it and, and wow. show it as hope. And, and he, he led so many transformations that I, I sat at the seat and was able to see how he impacted well me. Done. I, I lost him last year at the age of 91, but it was wow, amazing. The people, yes, yes, you know, it's a circle of life. I mean, what a blessing to live to reach 91. Anytime he passes away, we're going to miss him, of course, but that's the kind of legacy that he left is that it wasn't that he just, you know, spent time he left an impact. So when we talk wow. about it's not good enough to be successful, we must have succession and significant and a life of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and and what succession does is provide the significance and the yeah. legacy. So I, I I went to a program recently with one of my clients. Uh, I was celebrating his birthday, and his daughter walked up to me and said, "You Petrinia speaks, aren't you?" I said, yes, she's 14. I, I was kind of curious. She's like, well, my father was very happy that you were coming to the party. He told us about you. He said that you make people's dreams come true. Wow. And I said, <laughs> really? Is that what he told you? She said, yes, yes. And she started telling me about her big, hairy, bodacious dreams. And, and while it felt good, to hear this young child have these yeah. big dreams, I knew that it was coming from somewhere. And her parents have been talking to her about the importance of dreams. And the fact that her parents are in the space of, we work with Petrinia to you know, mature our dreams and, and grow our dreams. Because as a coach, that's my goal, is to help you to bring out the best Achieve, in you. Yeah, best in you. But what somebody said to me later that night, I was sharing the story, because I was just amazed at this young lady. The woman said, you could have very easily just been known as Dr. Chris's wife. Wow. But your legacy is so much bigger than that. To have yeah, a 14 year old know that if she has a dream, you're a person who's safe to share it with. Well you done. Well done. Give that fertile soil to grow it. So that, that whole piece around legacy is very important. And I would say two big people for me would be Babs Omatoa. Uh, he, I, I learned a lot from him. He's a um, former MD of NLNG. Okay. He gave me a lot of those hard lessons. Okay. They didn't feel good at the time, but he grew and he gave me a lot of opportunity. And okay. um, Ted, Ted uh, Theodore, I call wow. him consistent, consistent, because that's really what leaders need to show up as. When you're consistent, people know how to follow behind you. And wow. that's very, very important because consistent is time. Anything that's going to waste time where I'm having to guess how you would approach a problem or, or what is the standard that you would apply. So those are things that leaders can do. Wow. To, to Congratulations. Well done. Well done. Now, you, you have a program coming up. Can you speak to that? Yes, I do. I have several programs coming up, but my big, big baby that I love is going, it's called um, More Joy 360. It's a signature coaching program that if you're a person who just, you know, has realized that I've reached a point in my life where I've been pretty successful, or maybe I've fallen a little short in what I thought I should do, 
But yeah. now it's really, really clear to me that God has a bigger purpose for me. But I know that what got me here won't get me there. I just need a little wow. help trying to get the focus and get clear on my strengths and, and learn from my stories and know myself and apply it. This program's for you. It's a 10-month wow. It's so what, what when is this starting? We'll be launching in the um in the first week of August. So okay. if you want to find out more information, you can um go to go to hello at patriniaspeaks.com. It may be someone can type that in, um, but it's hello at p-a-t-r-e-n-i-a speaks.com um i'll also be doing a session on wednesday on instagram and it's about and and it's a huge part of my of my coaching framework which looks at okay. how to awaken you how to elevate you and how to activate but it'll be on wednesday please follow me on uh instagram for patrinia speaks you'll find out more about that program awesome. how to get out of your own way Thank you so much. Wow, wow, wow. Amazing. Now, uh, we just have one more question because, you know, time has really gone past. Uh, but we, we've had value. We've had value. Uh, once again, if you're on the platform and you've gotten value, I just say thank you to Patronia. Say thank you. Say thank you in, in, in the chat. Um, say it's, yes it's and a, yes. If there was anything yeah. you learned, say yes and yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's it's been a privilege, you know, having Petrinia um, on leadership talk with Adigo K. Uh, we looked at leadership and time, and so many nuggets have been dropped. Um, I'm just so fascinated by what you've done tonight, um, and I'm sure that those that have been watching the replay will be be thankful for uh, the contents and the nuggets. I just want to salute you and just want to celebrate you as well. You're a friend, you're a big sister, uh, you're, you're a sister from another mother. <laughs> and i know you're very authentic you know uh yeah you know the same thank you emojis are coming up you know <laughs> abiola is sending love uh you know, patrina, you know patrina is as is as good as what you see you know uh she's awesome awesome you know you. and she has and she okay. has you are the inspirator. I love how you just get so many people fired up and on their way. And your consistency is truly a sign of excellent leadership. So I salute wow. you, my brother. I salute you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You know, I'm. Hello, Ingozi. Good to see you. Yes. <laughs> no, you have a community uh, uh, that is massive, you know, and uh, I, I love the way you show up. I love the way you show up. Now, I just wanted to say something to our, our, our listeners all over the world. You know, just drop something powerful in 30 seconds, please. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I would say is don't take yourself so seriously. Wow. Once once we get so stiff and how we must do and how it must be and all of that, do you realize that very stiff things break easily? So my mm. 30 seconds to you would be, if you're not flexible, you will easily break. So wow. stand up to be the one to know what matters most. Don't yield. Don't compromise your integrity. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Okay. But, okay. but 
but be in a space of realizing that every first step isn't going to be the right step and yeah. have what, what is it allow compassion for yourself and grace and don't mm. take yourself so seriously because if you're not flexible you will certainly break and i don't want any more broke brothers and sisters out here so learn <laughs> how to be flexible wow 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 on that note learn to be flexible on that note it's been a wonderful time with my sister, my friend, and a mentor to so many, showing up at the right time, at the right moment. And we celebrate you so much, Patronia. Thank you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> You're getting it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm learning. I'm learning fast, you know. Uh, you're a global lady, global leader. And uh, I want you to just uh, know that we love you so much. We appreciate your family, your husband, yes. your Wonderful yes. always at your sessions powerfully and your yes. uh, wonderful children five of them amazing amazing you know you're and, blessed and one grandson and one grandson wow and one grandson so it's a large family it's growing you know? yes. wow yes. wow so thank you so much uh once again listeners those who are going to be watching the replay please drop your comments uh we've had a wonderful time with Patronia and um so amazed. yes right. at petunia speaks so follow her on instagram at, at Patrick petunia speaks um mm -hmm. she's she's always dropping amazing content and please make sure you attend you know a program coming up in early august thank you yes. and once again have a wonderful wonderful evening thank you all right good night stay blessed stay blessed yeah. wow